Uh, Amy, real quick, before we continue, uh, as I mentioned, you are the director of New Ridge Kids. Uh, at, when do, are they currently meeting right now? Right now, we're meeting at 9 a.m. All right. And thank you. And one of the, the kids that went through the program, you want to introduce her a moment? This is Adelia Jager. And um, she now helps us with our leaders in training. She comes down and volunteers and helps with the younger kids. Outstanding. Thank you so much. Adelie, I'm going to ask you a few questions. If I may, uh, Miss Amy, you want to give her the microphone there. What was your favorite part of Kidman? For me, my favorite part of Kidman was making lots of friends, connecting with my teachers, and just learning lots more about God. My relationships in Kidman have helped me to want to serve and grow in my faith. Amen. Now, let me ask you a question, Aaliyah. Did you have a favorite teacher? Uh, if you did, if you did, why did you like them? Uh, uh, oh, next. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a very question for me to answer because all the teachers I've had over the years have been so good to me and taught me so much more. Um, from learning basic stories, Mr. Carroll standing on the table in kindergarten, and last year uh, learning and taking my first communion with the Bates and the Omens um, has really been very special to me. But someone who has stuck out based on her kindness and love for teaching kids would have to be Mrs. Carroll. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Now, how did uh, Kidman impact your week or your daily life? After learning a new lesson on Sunday, I would take in what I learned and try to incorporate that into my daily life. And was there a particular Bible story that you really enjoy? I enjoy the stories where God performs miracles, such as when he um, makes a blind man see and a paralyzed man walk, because it shows me that God can help you no matter what circumstances you may be in. Amen, amen. I appreciate that. And how was being a part of Kidman impacted your life choices? Um, being in Kidman has made me want to give back, and now every Sunday I help downstairs in first grade with Miss Jess, and, um, you know, singing happy birthday to their stuffed animals, and going over fun things that are going to happen this week or have already happened is very fun, but um, the, the biggest joy is when I see them um, learning more about God and coming every week with their Bibles and just ready to learn. All right, thank you so much. Uh, next to you is the one I was uh, stretching out his hand and uh, hoping that he was one of your favorites. No, he's uh, is Pat. Uh, he's one of our volunteers, uh, teachers uh, for uh, our New Rich Kids. Uh, what makes it, why, why, first of all, did you decide to uh, help out in the uh, New Rich Kids program? I was looking for something more to be involved with the, the church, the community. Uh, I enjoy working with children. I enjoy learning myself. And it was just an opportunity that was presented to me after Donuts with Dad Day. <laughs> okay. So, it all worked out. Oh, I, and, I, and thank you so much for your service. I truly appreciate that and uh, all the volunteers. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to uh, uh, Kelly Rokita. Uh, she is the uh, coordinator for our Open Arms. And uh, I'm not going to speak for you, but what's uh, Open Arms uh, for those who don't know? So Open Arms is a Sunday school class that meets downstairs. It's for kids or even adults that have special needs to the extent where they might not be successful in a regular Sunday school class or even up here in big church. 
And um, there's also another ministry is called Kitsit mm-hmm. that correlates with open arms. Yep. Can you let the people know what that is? So I actually started with Kitsit first, and that's the first Friday of every month. It's from 5.30 to 8.30 here. And it's just a time where if, if a family has at least one child who has special needs, they can bring all their kids to Kitsit. And I have awesome volunteers that watch the kids while the parents have three hours to go do whatever they want to do without children. Amen. Well, thank you so much for leading uh, this ministry. And who do you have here today? Because there's uh, uh, parents, yes. right? And I don't want to give it away. I'm sorry, but go no, ahead. No, <laughs> I have Diana and Chad Strickler, and their son Noah was with me from the very beginning of Kids Sit and from the very beginning of Open Arms, which um, Kids Sit is running on nine years. So I've known their son for nine years. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much. Can you give uh, a round of applause to that? So how did you get to hear of Open Arms when it first started? Yeah, so Noah started in the Kidman in the infant room, and, and we started noticing developmental delays. Um, he, he moved through with everyone was very loving and open to him, and we were getting to Mr. Walt's preschool room, and um, the differences were a little, as we had diagnosis, but the differences were a little bit more recognized um, with his sensory processing. He was having a little bit more difficulty attending and self-regulating in the typical Kidman classroom. So it was, um, we did progress onto the, the regular um, school-aged Kidman um, as there was nothing at that time. We had started KidSit, but um, by that time, I think God's grace and glory and Kelly got her calling yes. to open um, the open arms and we were one of the first ones to join, and things have been very different since. Amen. How has Open Arms impacted your child's life, mm-hmm. Noah? So through this, I mean, Noah's able to work in a very structured environment, and he was able to memorize the Lord's Prayer, and you, you saw progress of him getting to know God and getting to know Jesus. And um, he would, it was just a couple months ago, you know, I was probably had a stressful day, as parents do at times, and I was putting him to bed, and it was the randomness of him just looking up at me and saying, Mom, Jesus loves you. Mm. And then even, no lie, on the way to, to church today, we were driving along, and he kept wanting to fidget with my phone. I said, Noah, you need to just look out the window and look at its beauty. And he's like, God made this. Mm. <laughs> so Amen. things like that, I just know that God's working in him, and, and he knows God, he knows Jesus, and that's all I could want for him. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Uh, a question for you. How, um, it should have, could have been for both of you, but since you have the microphone right now, how has open arms impacted your life as a, as a parent uh, of a child that uh, attends? Um, so I think one of the most important things and feelings is when you, uh, when you know your child is in a, in a, you know, a great place. You know, when they're, you know, in great hands, whether it be, you know, with Jesus or as Noah likes to say, you know, Miss, oh, Miss Kelly, she's such uh, a cute angel. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he says that all the time. Um, but, but overall, I mean, it just, it's just that it's just, you know, full inclusion was a beautiful thing and they were just working so hard. But we knew, you know, our older son was uh, thriving in the youth group. He's a junior here and he's thriving in the youth group. And. Although, you know, Noah enjoyed it, you know, that there was something, there was something more that was coming. So when, 
and it, kind of at the time we were feeling that, that's when you know Kelly approached us about if we would be interested in it, and you know we were definitely full bore. And I, it's another it's another outreach um, to families of of children with and, and young adults with special needs because we would, you know Diane and I would come to church and we would kind of on the way be doing rock paper scissors to see. You know, which one, hey, if Noah starts to need to break, which one, you know, takes them. Yeah. But, you know, and, and zone coverage we're really good at. But it's still, it was difficult. Yeah, but just that, that, that peace of mind, knowing, knowing where he's at in a great place is just uh, is pretty much priceless. Amen. I appreciate that. Kelly, question for you. All right, if you can get the microphone back. It, that, to your knowledge, is there any other church in the area that has this ministry as open arms for parents? So I started this because there's only, as far as what I'm aware of, there's only one other church, I believe it's in Harleysville, mm. that has classes for kids who have special needs. Um, I started it because through my kids sit, um, I had so many parents telling me, we want to go to church, but we can't mm. um, because I need someone to watch my children. Everybody should be able to go to church and learn about Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you. So what are your current needs from the open arms? And I'll ask uh, Miss Amy uh, that same question. So I am actually still recovering from COVID. Um, We were flourishing, COVID hit, and now I have a major reduction in volunteers. Mm. I do provide open arms the first two Sundays of every month. I used to do every single Sunday. So I really do need more volunteers so I can, you know, possibly provide more Sundays. All right. Thank you so much. And how about you, Amy? So currently we have um, programming at 9 o'clock, but my goal is this January to be able to offer the 1030 service as well because there's a real need for that. Um, And so my need is just to have some people um, come and join our team. We're a lot of fun. Um, If you want to come shadow a teacher, that's great. If you want to just check check us out, love for you to just check us out. but I say the more, the merrier. Amen. Well, thank you. If you are here today and you are feeling moved to say, you know what, I'm interested in finding more about Open Arms or the New Rich Kids, I do encourage you to uh, fill out the connection card that's in front of you. Just have your name and maybe a contact information. And in the back, just put in there uh, Open Arms or uh, the uh, New Rich Kids. And then uh, either Amy or Kelly will be in contact with you. Uh, Also, if you're online or if you want to do this later, you can also send your interest to kids at newrichfellowship.com. That's kids at newrichfellowship.com, and Amy and uh, and Kelly will make sure that they receive that information, and they'll uh, follow up with you. Uh, So thank you again, and please give them another round of applause. Today, as I mentioned, we continue on with a series of uh, uh, thanks and giving, and I want to go right into scripture today and uh, go into the book of Mark, chapter 10, and then afterwards, we're going to go into the book of Matthew, chapter 18. So again, if you go again to uh, Mark, chapter 10, I'm going to begin reading on verse 13. Now, I am reading from the NIV version, so if you have your own Bible, your translation may be different, but I pray you follow along. Uh, Chapter 10 in the book of Mark, beginning on verse 13. Well, as you're looking for it, we had the creative moments on children uh, up here. They were uh, sharing about the love of Christ as well as the singing. And we also heard about our new rich kids and our open arms, our special needs uh, program and ministry uh, that is able, at least 
uh, offered twice a month right now, uh, more of a one-on-one. And if that, that ministry wasn't available, like Ms. Kelly was mentioning, to her knowledge, there's only one ministry like this, and it's in Harleysville. So I am so grateful that New Ridge uh, is able to provide on such a ministry. And I hope that, and my prayer is that most of you are so moved to say, what can I do? You may end up only volunteering once every two months if many people do show up, because her goal is to, um, as she mentioned before, she used to do it every week, allowing parents to come and worship here while their child or children got one-on-one to know more about the love of Christ. Again, that is my encouragement to all of you. So verse 13, if you have found it, please indicate by saying amen. Amen. All right. It says, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Now, truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on them and blessed them. Let me pause there. Uh, We're going to go right into the uh, other scripture in a moment. We see here that people were already bringing uh, children to Jesus. And then it wasn't the people from the outside or the strangers that were telling them, no, don't come. The Bible is saying that it was the disciples that rebuked those children. From going into in front of Jesus, and it's more like saying, you know what, no, Jesus is too important. You know, take the kids at another time and and maybe schedule it so that way Jesus can see them. No, no, here Jesus is saying he was, the Bible is saying that he was indignant and he told them, no, no, let the children come to me. Right, and then he took them and he blessed them. And I want to go into now another passage in the book of Matthew chapter 18. So Matthew chapter 18, it's almost similar to what's happening, but these are adults who are asking the question, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So Matthew 18, I'll be reading from verses 1 through 7, which correlate to what Jesus was doing and saying to the disciples back in the book of Mark chapter 10. All right, Matthew 18, beginning on verse, the first verse. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed a child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Keep in mind that he's telling the disciples, the the adults this. If you change and become like a little child, okay, like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child, the one that he had brought over as the example, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. So I'd say that because we've welcomed our children today, we are welcoming Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. But the verse six says, if anyone, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone or hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Goodness gracious. Man, this is Jesus saying, right? 
What that means that it, Jesus was ta- how how important it was for people to know about the gospel of Jesus, to know about salvation, to know about love. And he's saying, if we make any of these stumble, so let me let me finish out here. Let me finish. Verse seven: Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person. Woe! It's good to have uh, fun in church. Amen. All right. But woe to the person through whom they come. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my message today, uh, in addition to the interview, is going to be very simple. But I think it can be very impactful as we remember the important part. Here Jesus is saying, hey, if you want to go in, if you want to know and who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, he brought a child. He brought a child as an example in the midst of adults. And then afterwards, he was saying to them, woe to the person who makes these individuals, those who believe in me, to stumble. I truly believe, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus was not only speaking about the age of the child that he was saying. He said, in order, you have to, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, in order to know the kingdom of heaven, you must be and think like a child. You got to be like a child, like this child. And I don't believe that he was talking about the age. I really believe that when people are given the life to Christ and they are starting a new relationship with God, they are what's considered a spiritual baby, a spiritual child. I'm not talking about, I'm not trying to disrespect anyone here, anyone that's just starting out the area of their, of the walk with God. I'm talking about in the moments, if you think like a child, if the, the moment that they're born and God bless Stacy and God bless Gavin as they took the, the step to get baptized here today is more like coming into from their old life into a new life. It's being like born again. And therefore we have to heed to the word that Jesus is saying, you got to be careful for the one that causes my child those who believe in me to stumble so you better you better leave stacy and gavel alone that's all i'm saying <laughs> it's not about the, the the age i believe that when we are growing in the spiritual lives our childlike faith the perspective of a child life is to put our will aside and to be open and willing to learn from others if you got your children, uh, or in my case, I have my, my, grandson, my grandson, Romeo, that he's usually around, when he's around me and I'm saying something, that could be mo- the most ridiculous thing. I'd be like, beep, 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 What do you think he's doing? Beep, 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 Trying to imitate, right? And if I tell him, you know, it's a truck, he says truck. If I say this, he th- I'm, I'm, as a child, you want to learn. But what are those individuals that, you know, and, and it's happened before, where they, they, have, they use foul language in the house around the children, right? And, and so when the child does it, oh, that's so cute. Huh, yeah, all right. And some of them posted on social media. It's using the child, using foul language, but goodness, I don't think it's going to be as funny when the child grows up and it talks to you in the same way. Mm. And of course, you hear people be like, I brought you into this world. I will take you out, right? When we go into our spiritual lives, ladies and gentlemen, it is not based on the age. All of us, for Stacy and for Gavin, their growth 
is for us to come alongside of them. You've heard that before it takes a village, right, for a child, but I believe that it takes a church to be in that village. And as a church, we have to know that there are different levels where people are growing and where they are in their faith level and making sure that because you are, uh, you, you've taken time to know more about Jesus, you've taken time to open the word of God and, and prayer and devotions and being in worship, that we be careful that we are not making other new ones, the babies, stumble. Because if you think about it for a moment, you were there at one point. If you think the analogy of a child, when they uh, are born again, they, they start to crawl. And, and after they crawl, maybe they'll take a few steps and they, and they start to walk. And it is the same way in our spiritual lives. And when Jesus is saying here, woe to the person who makes those who believe in me to stumble. And sometimes because we may be elevated as saying, I know more about God and things like that, you may sometimes even look down on somebody who's just starting out. Woe to the person who does. You may be up here uh, and, and, and look at the others and say, you know, I know that person's background. I know what they used to live like. There's no way that, that they're changing. Uh, but then are you discrediting the power and the forgiveness of God and the grace of God? When we do that, ladies and gentlemen, you got to keep in mind that even the one, the criminal that was next to Jesus on the cross, that it was one of those criminals that Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise oh you probably heard other times how can you discredit how can you make other people stumble the new people the new those who have given their life to Christ or even coming to church years ago as you probably remember have heard about it or have ever experienced that you go into a church and you have somebody say excuse me that's my seat <laughs> oh right that's that's uh, that's my pew well we don't have pews we have chairs right but saying something like that because you feel like it or i've always sat there and you say anything like that how much it can cause someone new to stumble why? Because they'd be like, man, I've already deal with hypocrites out in the world. I'm coming into a church to be able to be changed, to have a person that will know more about Christ, to know about love, to know about forgiveness, to lead me in a sense of salvation, but yet they want their chair. As New Ridge, we want to make sure that yes, we want everyone to come and, uh, and welcome, to come and worship the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, no matter what uh, uh, journey they've been through, what they have uh, done. But here we are witnessing, for example, the two baptisms. Let's rejoice. Let's celebrate with them and say, how, congratulations, how can we come alongside of you? Because we know that in a Christian life, it is not easy to live a Christian walk. And now, if, if, I, if, I, if I fail to say it to Gavin, if I fail to say it uh, to Stacy, is that sometimes life right now may become a little difficult because now you're in God's army, right? And so therefore, by doing that, you may have others that are not going to be in agreement with what you've said. 
in agreement with what you've acknowledged that Christ is in you and that you've been born again, that you are leaving the old life into the new life, and that just because that's happened doesn't mean you're not going to fail. But there are people who are going to call, I'm I'm speaking directly to Gavin, I'm speaking directly to Stacy, but anyone here, there are people who are going to look down upon you and make you stumble because be like, no, no, I've known you before. You used to do this, you used to do that. Or other people that may be such religious or those who disciples who wanted to rebuke the children, I pray that you do not experience that in your ridge. That we can make a difference. So as I give thanks and I finish out this series, I want to say thank you so much for the, the teachers and the directors and the parents of bringing their kids to the church to get their spiritual lives nourished. And here I want to share something with you is that here we are so many hours in the week one hour in church, I, don't, I, I hope that it's the very best hour that they have, but we also know that there are more hours in the week, and so we're only one part of your child's spiritual life. Even in um, Proverbs 22, verse 6, it says that train up a child in the right path, and when they get older, they won't depart from it. That is our prayer for our children. That is our prayer uh, age-wise, but as a prayer for those who are starting out in their spiritual walk, and my prayer for those who are matured in a sense of their, their spiritual walk with God, that they're so close because of their experiences, how can we come together as a church to make sure that we don't cause others to stumble? We certainly won't want that to happen to us. And the only way we're able to do that as we continue to seek God, continue to seek Jesus, continue to be moved by the Holy Spirit in our midst, as well as not just on Sunday mornings for an hour, but every day that God is able to provide for us. So I do want to share with you that, um, again, if you are so moved, love to be able to hear uh, from you if you're interested in our New Rich Kids or our Open Arms programs. And uh, let's start teaching these kids the love of Christ. We need it, ladies and gentlemen. We all love to be able to have 1030 service, uh, uh, New Rich Kids start at 1030 again. And I want to say thank you because of your generosity, because of your giving, because of your service. And some of the, some of the uh, parents or, or volunteers say, well, I'm not qualified to do that. You know what? Sometimes the kids, what they just want to be able to do is know that they are recognized, that they are loved, that someone is there consistent with them. So don't count yourself too short. Let God be able to lead you and watch that child's life be changed because of a simple t- uh, moment that you say, you know what, I want to do that. Just like Pat was saying, after eating donuts with dad, that he says, I want to be able to help out. Let us pray. God, we're thankful. Your love, your grace. We're thankful that no matter what age that we are, Lord, that we can be Christ-like. You're not saying that we have to be, you know, that... Uh, to be also childlike and not childish, Lord. Sometimes the small things and the minute things that we put out in life, we make it out to be the grandest things, Lord. But let us not use those minute things to cause others to stumble or even our own lives. Be with us, Lord, and as we leave today, Lord, and uh, even though the series finishes today, let us also continue to be thankful each and every day you give us. We ask in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.